Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. What can I say when flops are not enough? <laughs> this is Flop Culture. Listening to Flop Culture, a podcast where we talk about our favourite flops and flop adjacent moments in time. My name is Fanula Jones. Thank you for joining me for this episode. We've got a jam packed schedule, so we're just going to get straight into it. Straight in, no kissing. Eurovision. It's an intense time for most countries, vying to be the best, most outlandish, most gaudy. And the pressure has been on Ireland for a long, long time to deliver. Previously, we've had seven winners, but we failed to qualify for the competition's grand final since 2018. And even in the years prior to that, we've been very much on the struggle bus. Will we ever exit this flop era? What exactly is a flop in the realm of Eurovision? I know you're going to love this chat and love this guest as much as I do. I'm very grateful to be able to call the king of Eurovision one of my friends. So without further ado, please welcome podcaster Podrick Wilson-McCarthy. Podrick, an absolute pleasure to have you in Flop Culture Towers. How are you doing? I'm absolutely brilliant. It's a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. I, when you emailed back, I was like, I don't know if you'll do it. And then it, you were clearly very enthusiastic. I was like, yes. The notification hadn't even slid up. And I was like, <laughs> yes, when do you want me? <laughs> Immediately. Now? <laughs> Can we record now? Absolutely, yeah. What did you pick? So my flop is, well, like what I should say, first of all, is my my flop is a byproduct of something that I think is like extremely... Uh, popular Okay uh, It's a phenomenon actually Right And you either like it Or loathe it And that's your vision Yeah Unfortunately And it's with deep regret That I have to say That my, my flop <laughs> is Of course Ireland's performance In Eurovision Of late Which I I think is absolutely Fair Because we have had Quite a poor Run at it The last would it be fair to say decade? Is uh, it really? More, yeah. Oh, okay. It's been, it's been a disaster yeah. is the only word that you could describe it. And it's a shame. Which is a shame because we are still, we hold the record for the total number of wins. We've seven wins. Yeah, we've and seven I think wins. we've had like a great history of strong contenders. But the win, and even not even a win, I think we'd be happy if we were like, kind of, you know, still rattling around the top five kind of regularly, but we're not. Like, no, it is we're constant. Not even close. We're barely qualifying no, most years. This, like this is the thing, right? So, like, if you go back to, and you look at the 90s, right? It was our golden era. We were like, we were the shit. Like, we were the cream of the crop. Like, in that, in that decade alone, we won four to five times. Three of them were in a row in 92, 93, 94. And we could do no wrong. I think it was in um, Dublin in 90... Seven, we held it, and Carrie Crowley actually made the joke, and she was like, "Welcome back to yet again another Eurovision in Dublin, which is like becoming an annual event." And everyone was like, "Whoa," <laughs> you know. And then after that, it just went to absolute shit. Why is that? Do you think? Because, like, I think there's, I think, okay, I think there's like the very when you talk about Ireland or when you talk about flops and when you talk about Eurovision, those three words, there are very obvious examples that come to mind, which I know we'll talk about a bit later. Absolutely, I can't. But wait. I think we've had. I think we've had better shots in recent years, but something isn't Something's connecting. Missing. What what is it? 
There's a number of things. I think anyway, look, look, as an enthusiast, right, there's loads, right? Okay. And there's conspiracy theories left, right and centre. I'm happy for you to get into them as well. Because I feel we like this is a multi... I don't think there's like one answer to this. No. But I just am... I, I'm confused when we have someone like Brooke Scully in last year. Course. Where you think it's like... And she was amazing. I mean, like... Had the performer, cre- like, was mm-hmm. a good performer. The song was very good. Yeah. It was very pop. Like, and like, look, there's one or two, and I'll mention them. Brooke being one of them, that's just a mystery to me. And the problem is, when it comes to mystery of Eurovision, no one cares enough to investigate the mystery. Do okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. So no one's going to invest the time into wondering why. Now, where we're going wrong, I'm not totally sure. I think. When we were doing well, we were doing kind of the same as everyone else. What's happened since is that countries are like investing in the national finals. They're pumping money in it. They're way more competitive than we are. Okay. And then as a result, we're just being left behind. So you don't think we are competitive anymore? I think we lost the grow for it when we started doing shit. Yeah. Do you know what? We're sore losers, right? We are and such soon, sore losers. As soon as we started doing badly, we just kind of just lost interest, started sending crap acts, tried to get like, we were sticking up our two fingers once or twice, just be like, you know, fuck you guys, because you're not taking us seriously enough. Um, And I think that's kind of where we went wrong. There's also this rhetoric that it's like, oh, like we look for an excuse. If we don't do well at something, we look for an excuse, right? And uh, there's this excuse that it's like a political thing. And like, you know, it's all those block voting countries. Like that isn't necessarily, yes, they do vote for each other, right? But the voting system, like, allows for this um, to happen while also not affecting the the overall result. Mm. So like it's 50-50 jury and uh, televotes, do you know? Um, So we've seen that even the last few years with the televote that it's like you think it's all like tied up in a nice bowl with the jury votes and then it's like no, no, like it's absolutely Exactly. It's not. It could really go either way. And the way they delivered the votes now as well, like it's it's holding suspense until the end. Um, and like, look, originally, like the origins of Eurovision is it's set up to, uh, well, first of all, to test like radio technology and like, you know, cross country, um, you know, technology in radio and TV and broadcast technology. But also it was set up to like reunite countries and international relations post the war. Mm. So like you can't but say that it is, it is political. But at the same time, people are, you, Irish people love using that as an excuse. And like when Ukraine won this year, for example, yes, it was political, but it was a perfect opportunity for this, like the whole of Europe to show solidarity with mm. a country that had been going through an awful time. So while the political thing can be an issue for some people, um, it's not a bad thing, actually. You know? I don't think it is either. No. Even when the war first broke out as well and it was like, oh, we don't know if we're mm. going to have Russia in it. And then it was like, yeah. no, like, like it's all well and good to say it's just a singing and yeah. dancing contest. It's like, it's n- it's not like, no. it is and it isn't. You no, know what I mean? No, like it was, it was an opportunity for the whole of Europe, Europe to show that we, you know, we're not tolerating another opportunity. Like we've done loads of things, but another opportunity to, to show that we weren't tolerating this. So like yeah. it does put these like issues on like a global stage, which I think is very important. Plus it's good crack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is such and a crap. So camp. Um, that Euro black voting thing is so interesting as well. Because when I was looking at other countries that haven't won, like it's a load of them that you would think are yeah. in va- like mm-hmm. Slovenia, Poland, Lithuania, Romania, like Albania. These are, these are all wedged in between each Bulgaria. other. Like, yeah, and they're all the ones I mean? that are like accused of, oh, yeah. sure, they're going to vote for their yeah. neighbours. And actually, what we've won. seen in the last couple of years is it has been more Western Europe actually yeah. that have been doing quite well like we've had Portugal recently winning Spain has been doing better than ever mm. Italy is doing really well like all these countries that didn't typically do well before um, and that is because of the shift in the voting as well yeah Definitely. let's get back to Ireland yeah okay. when when do you think it started so when did the flop era begin and with, okay. with what act because I mean it's obvious to be like okay was it 1907 was the last time we won did you say? Um, well, we won in 92, 93, 94. Yeah. We didn't win in 95 and we won again in 97. Okay. Sorry, 96. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's easy to be like, oh yeah, well, it clearly began from then. But when do you really mm. think all of the other factors, you know, not really caring, yeah. just not giving a shit, when did that start to kind of manifest? There's a number of different things, right? The first is like, in the early noughties, things became a bit more gimmicky. 
right? Mm-hmm. It became less about the song. We were great at sending a song. Like, we're, we're an island of poets and songwriters. We can write a song. We know that. We're brilliant at a ballad. No, nothing better than seeing an Irish person standing at a mic, right? Yeah. But it's when the gimmicks and stuff started happening in the early noughties, uh, we weren't very good at, at, at the gimmicks, right? And we did do them later and they didn't, they didn't work out in our favour. But I was looking back at this and I was looking at since the semi-finals were introduced. So we've got two semi-finals every year now, but like originally it was just one, right? Since they were introduced, um, we have qualified 10 times. Okay. Right? So they were introduced in 2004, bearing in mind now, right? So we've had 18 shows bar 2020 because of lo- for, because yeah. of lockdown, right? So we haven't qualified 10 times, right? Out of those 10 times, we've come last in our semi-final twice. So that, and those years were 2019 and 2021. So like, we're getting progressively worse. Jesus. Right? And then out of the years that we did, we only um, charted in the top 10 twice. We also came last in the final twice as well, which yeah. was 2007 and 2013. Now, this is where I'm going to get, get into the nitty gritty with, with you, right? Get into so it. So where did it start going wrong for us? Look, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to like, you know, early, when, when the semi-final started first, yeah. right? And how were we selecting our song? We were using Your Star. So Your Star, to paint the picture, took over from Glen Row in the early years, right? <laughs> and it was that Sunday night fear, but like Your Star was on and it had the country in a chokehold. Enraptured. Enraptured. Like. And like everyone was auditioning. Like it was, it was our X Factor, but it was like, it was like we knew everyone knew each other. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it but was it was brilliant. also, I think, the importance of Eurovision. Like, exactly. that it wasn't like, you're going away and you get a re- record deal, whatever. It was no. like, you're going to represent us and bring back this glory exactly. and have the chance to become a part of this, like, pantheon of greatness for this us. This is the thing. And I suppose as well, like, when you're looking at it, they were doing what the other countries are doing now, just not as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They were yeah. giving us a national final. They were giving us a selection process, which is really important. But in the year 2005, okay. Okay, we send... Now, now, what I will say is a lot of the ones that didn't succeed, they are bops to this day and like I will still listen to them, yeah. right? So we're, we're t- I'm going to paint the picture. 2005, okay. right? Brother, I am 10. Yeah, I am also 10-ish. <laughs> so so um, brother and sister duo, uh, Donna and Joseph McCall, right? So they enter um, your, uh, your star and... The, the country just falls in love with the, them, right? They're, so they're a brother and sister. They're from Athlone. They've got the little diddly eye. They're the Irish accents. It's so Irish. Like and it they're is, so it's, cute. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people love them. And to be fair, they both have a set of lungs on them. Yeah. So they're well able to sing and they, they sail their way through and they win, right? What could possibly go wrong? We send them off to Europe, right? Now, in hindsight, we sent a brother and sister to Europe singing a love song. <laughs> and not even Europe was ready for it. Like, honestly, no one thought that one through, right? So we sent off poor Don and Joe to Europe with a song entitled Love. Now, yeah, Love, br- question mark. A brilliant song. A great song. Now, a great song. I, I totally agree, like, great song. It's ingrained in my memory and it's not just because it's something that I listened to recently, it's because I spent hours, you know, in the cold conservatory, the back room that no one uses, yeah. with the CD player <laughs> and the CD <laughs> going over it, vocal warm-ups, choreo, the whole lot, like, could still probably do a few today do, 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 and another do. time. It's Unbelievable, so good. Right? A great chorus. A great Such chorus, a good right? Chorus. But they send them over with a good song, granted their brother and sister, but that's all they do. Yeah. They send them over and they plonk them on the stage with four dancers, right? Like, even to look at, it wasn't aesthetically it's pleasing. It's awkward. It's like, awkward. Yeah. Like, they must have had no budget because they literally, they must have said, like, here's 50 quid, go into pennies and buy whatever you want. <laughs> you have Joe in, in a blazer and a pair of bootleg jeans and a pair of, do you remember those piss catcher shoes? Do you remember them? I'm going to piss they're the, Yeah. Piss catcher yeah. You know the ones? They're like a square top. You slip, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And you yes, slip yes, your foot yes, in. Yes. Yeah, those ones. All the straights loved them back in the day. Do you know what I mean? Oh, some of the straights they, definitely They scream do. like ploughing. Yeah, you know? no, you'd, you'd see them in the queue for coppers. Yeah, exactly, exactly, oh. right? So Joe's, Joe's working one, a pair of those and then you have next to him, Donna, in a pair of six-inch heel boots. Right? Yeah. Like nothing's cohesive about it. And then the chorus comes and that's great and they're singing very well. And then there's a dance break and it's like this Irish dancing jig. But instead of like 
them doing it, they bring in the dancers, they push poor Don and Joe out to the side, and like no one even took the time to teach them a hand or three. Oh. So like you have these Irish dancers dancing in the middle, and you've Don and Don and They're Joe off in the wings, kind of yeah, looking on, yeah. literally <laughs> shuffling, and then they just come back in for the end, and it just didn't work at all. And like I think that was the start of the end for us. Yeah, and it got progressively worse. Did we qualify that year? No. No, we didn't. Um, I think that was the... I think when we started, like, not qualifying, it was like... I'm not totally sure whether we had already automatically qualified from the year before that year because it was different back then. Oh, yeah. Um, Or whether we were... We we got through the... Where there there was a semi-final. If we... If there was... I, I think in my head, we didn't get through to the semi... Or to the final from the semi-final. It's so funny to think back, like, when you remind me of your star like that that was the purpose like I had actually forgotten yeah. there's something in my head that it's just like Mickey Joe Hart just exists as an entity and I, I forgot know. that that's and like I still associated with your vision I'm like oh I, I remember you coming up through this and I remember the with iconicness the of you winning that but it's just it's like wasn't he against that guy Simon in, in, yeah. in the final and that was very much our Will Will Young and Garrett Gates yeah. moment wasn't it because like the country was divided that oh time. no fully like it I mean? was and it was a divisive time <laughs> do you know what I mean and like also the the beauty of Eurostar was like it was we saw the journey so by the time they got to go to Eurovision we were so invested in it it wasn't like it was just plucked out and thrown on the stage so the country was at that point still so behind Eurovision because it had only been a couple of years since we'd won it Yeah, do you know what I mean it hadn't even been 10 years in fairness it kind of is a good concept the more you pick it apart like to have that as you said that journey and follow someone along yeah because you get you you support the act then you know what I mean you get to know them like we got to know them personally you know you have all the VTs of their their, their backgrounds and you get to know their families and you see the supporters and they do the tour around the country and all that kind of thing. That's completely different to what we do now. Yeah. And I think that's one of the... Okay, it didn't work. Don't get me wrong. It did not work at yeah. all. But if it was done today and it was done properly, it might work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because we do have so much talent and yeah. I'll get to that later. Yeah. What happened next then? So Donna and Joel so did, their best, did, their, did best. their best. Can I just say also iconic, Donna actually came back in 2012 and did your song again. Did she? Yeah, right. <laughs> you are ju- you're scratching a part of my brain that has been right? scratched in such a long now, time. I'll tell you. That. I'm gonna have to. I, do you know what? I went on to Spotify the other day. None of the songs are on it. Like none of these ones. <laughs> but like I've I've already made a YouTube playlist. I'll share it. <laughs> Like it's like so I have a few bits in there, a few Linda Martin's golden bits, just a few things that you oh, need, yeah. that well make reference to throughout, right? Yeah. But um where was I? Uh Donna went back oh, and yeah. did yours. So on. Donna went back to do it again in twenty twelve, right? So so let me paint another picture for you. Okay. I'm in sixth year. There's me and my friends in sixth year, right? There was a group of about six or seven of us. 99.9% of us are now screaming homosexual men <laughs> but at the time none of us were out by the way but like we all knew yeah. do you know Yeah. and we were at that stage where like if you're from Cork you'll know Gorby's I don't know Gorby's okay, you see you're a bit younger than I am uh, yeah. so Gorby's was like a nightclub in Cork at the time and it was like an institute and you went there every Saturday night without fail right and pre-drinks beforehand like Donna's song used to be on the whole time right the gays et it up it was a brilliant song what was the song called? it was called Mercy Mercy okay now I think it was a brilliant song it wasn't so great however she was probably the second best but she actually was competing against Jedward that year and they were so this is Jedward's first year it was their second year so they were riding off the back coming oh, so this was the year before. They were trying to do what? This was Waterline they were coming. They were coming back with Waterline. Aww. So unfortunately, the poor thing didn't get through. But look, she tried her best. I'd, I'd take her again. Yeah. No bother. There you go. Donna, if you're listening. The you know, doors. It's, it's 10 years since Mercy. So come on, girl. There bring you. it back. <laughs> I mean, I've my full if support. If not, just do cork bright, yeah, yeah. please, for please. the love of God. Yeah. My God, iconic. Okay, then who else did we so, have? We've like because so there's been a couple of other clangers. Yeah. So then we had 2006. We had Brian Kennedy. Yes, so I we, not very memorable. I will no, say, no, love he, him. Have he, met him, interviewed him. Great guy. He came tenth that year, right? So he was one of our overall. Only, yeah, he was one of our only top 10 finishes since we won. Yeah. Okay. Also, trivia fact, I have to throw it in there. That was the 1000th song ever performed at Eurovision. So like, there he's, you to, go. he's already doing the, the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Um, then the next year we had Dervish, 2007. Dervish. They can't stop the spring. spring. Now, awful, right? It just, it's giving funeral vibes. It's, give, it's very right? diddly-eye. And like, I remember, and this is, this, this, 
Now, we can laugh at it now, <laughs> but like obviously it's sad, right? So <laughs> I don't know what you're about to so say. like I used to do shows when I was younger, like you know, I was like now I, I, you mightn't believe it, but no, I'm qu- I can't. I'm, I'm not really hard to believe. I'm quite dramatic, right? <laughs> and every May there used to be this huge, um, like end of year show that we used to have to do, and it was cutthroat. Like it was like if you missed rehearsals, you weren't going to be in a number, and the more numbers you were in, the better. And this great crack, and I used to like always coincide with your vision weekend and like I used to be sick to my stomach about the thought of, of missing it mm. so like what I used to do was like uh, maybe on a Thursday night at rehearsals I'd be like oh and I'd like pretend I pulled, pulled a muscle in my back and the only way that I'd make the show was if I rested up until the Sunday right so I'd get, I'd get the Eurovision final and I used to watch it with my nan <laughs> right and my nan had had a stroke that year right okay <laughs> now this is awful right? I'm only laughing because you're laughing, no, but like, right? I'm, laughing dear I'm laughing now with a nervousness my sister's going to be listening and she's like I can't believe you brought Nan up but anyway so my Nan had a stroke that year so she had very limited vocab but she was grand like yeah. everything else was fine Okay. and I, she, the only thing she uttered through that whole song like the woman was in her 70s was shit she was like <laughs> shit shit the whole time she's like shit and I remember being like it's so shit that's the only thing we said the whole time. Now, bearing in mind, I'm I'm not even 14 at this point, right? So anyway, 2007, that was... So we come 10th in 2006. I cannot right? believe that. Yeah. I really thought that yeah. was one of those years no, we came last. No, like he gets down on bended knee. It was perfect, right? Yeah. Then Dervish come in 2007, we come last in the final. Because this is... Oh, sorry, to rewind slightly, was Brian... Had we started doing your song then again at that point? No, he was picked. We didn't do he well as your star. Yeah, your so, star was scratched. So then they were just picking people yeah. for a little and while. because he'd come so far and there wasn't that many countries involved at the time, okay. we automatically qualified for the final. Okay, okay. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. So, that makes sense. Then your song... Yeah, your fuck... Whatever the fuck it's called. The selection on The Late Late starts again where yeah. it's like well, they have like four or five exactly, acts. Exactly, exactly. They have a panel of judges who yeah. they kind of talk about so like have, who they think works but then ultimately we vote wasn't it? It yeah, was public we vote decision. For it, right? so, so that then started in 2008 right? Okay. So t- 2008 comes and that was a great year for Eurovision for us really right? Now I will argue whether it's a flop or not right? But it is the year of Dustin the Turkey. Now you're going... Well, right? I, okay, as a star, I was in the trenches defending that and I didn't, I barely, totally. I barely got out of life. Fanula, to you know be what I mean? fair, right? To be fair, like you, like we'll have to put up a poll, right? Because well, I'm I will not, put up a poll on the I'm not sure. at flop culture underscore pod. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a flop for the simple reason that it's still referenced today in your vision, like in halftime shows, in jokes that. The- Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. They make video montages at like the halftime show or whatever. They'll show Dustin, you know, and they'll yeah. reference the turkey. So like it is an infamous Irish entry, right? The legacy has kind the of legacy, endured. Right? But like, it did not go down well, right? So like if you think about it, right? The, the naughties had become notoriously gimmicky, yeah. right? And then we send the mother of all gimmicks, right? So it's 2008. Ireland are pissed off. So we're like, let's send like our two fingers to Europe now and we'll pick Dustin the turkey to go there. Now, bearing in mind also 2008, we're on our financial needs as a country. <laughs> so like, there's also this conspiracy going that we couldn't afford it even if we did win. Yeah. So let's just send the turkey and then but we I love that That's what. but I feel like was that something people said in hindsight totally. after because we did shit totally. it was like well sure we couldn't afford like, it where, anyway where, you know? where were we going to hold it like the Oilac Centre like there was no way we didn't have money <laughs> Look, like, we, didn't, we couldn't even clothe our own never mind put oh. on this like huge show yeah, right yeah. so anyway we have Eurosong um, in it's, I think it's in University Concert Hall the, the winner from last year the, the year previous Louis Walsh and Dana are the, are the, the hosts and then Dustin wins, okay? And 
essentially, Dustin is in this trolley. He's wheeled out on the stage, right? There's potatoes in the trolley, there's a harp, and then he starts... Because he is, for any international listeners, he's a puppet. It's oh, not he's a, a puppet, real sorry, dirty. yeah. So, just for anyone that doesn't know, he's this puppet that was like a children's puppet, like, on the TV, all growing up. Everyone knows him, like, he's he's an institution. Mm. And he has released songs, like, he was Christmas number one, I think, once, wasn't yeah. he? Just in Ireland, of course. And he's got this really strong Dublin accent, he's got really poor English. And they send him <laughs> off anyway... Right, they send them off. They've got this this woman like dressed up in like Irish feathers. There you are, right? And he is. We have him on screen here. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Right, and he's screaming, "Irlandy Dusbo!" Like he wants us to give him twelve points. I think it's reverse reverse psychology because we don't want the twelve points. Okay, do you know what I mean? So you you just fully think this was an experiment? I fully like. think this was an experiment, right? Okay, that's my thing. But also, like if you think back, like the the lyrics were like he's mocking Eurovision. He's taking the piss out of Ireland. He's asking where it all. Like I think the, one of the first lyrics is like, "Where did it all go wrong?" Mm. Do you know for us? And then, like, one of the lyrics is Eastern Europe, we love you. Do you like Irish Jew? Goulash to you. <laughs> that wouldn't be like, allowed now. Also, like... if I was sitting at home and someone was taking the piss out of Irish Jew, I'd be like, okay, calm down. Take it easy, right? So the poor turkey gets booed off the stage. Needless to say, we don't qualify at all, mm. right? But can I ask you, though, do you think that was, do you think Dustin would have fared better had the song... I don't even mean just been better, but, but but because it was so piss-takey of that institution, how much do you think that was a factor? Or do you think it would ever, do you think the gimmick thing was just over, it was done, we were in, it was never no, going to translate? I don't think it's done because I don't think the show would even be the same nowadays without a gimmick. There yeah. still needs to be a gimmick, but I just think we went too strong. I think no one had a clue what he was saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm and not even only you're reading out those lyrics, they are fully it, fresh to totally. me. Like it's, and it was absolute chaos on the stage like no one you didn't know where to look like had they toned it down a small bit possibly maybe he could have done better like we had those grannies for Russia a couple of years ago baking bread and they they went down a a treat they were so good do you know what I mean but like what I will argue is I don't think that Dustin was the biggest flop of 2008 and I don't know if you know this (laughs) but Dustin beat off I'm not going to say stiff competition Right. Okay. Um, in Eurosong, do you know who else performed that year at Eurosong? I don't. Right. So, Donald Skeen. His band Industry. Oh my it, God! Is that? He, he no, it's just him and his own. He's a solo artist, right? So Donald Skeen <laughs> competes this year, and I remember looking back on it before and being like, it couldn't be. It couldn't be because I'm the type that looks back on these things, <laughs> and then. Years later, he actually does an interview. But like, if you look, like the videos on YouTube, if you look back, it's awful. The man comes out, he's dressed like the Tin Man, right? Right. He's in this metallic suit. Oh, we're looking at it now, And he's got like the One Direction hair, right? And he comes out and he opens his mouth and he does not sit on a single note. For the Look entire at the backing dancers as well, and they're in yeah. like white ponchos. But he wasn't even like the main singer in industry. I'm no. giving a lot of credit to industry yeah. here, but like that one song they had, it's yeah. the female vocalist right? whose names I don't know for so, obvious reasons. Exactly. And then like ten years later, like he does this interview on Ray Darcy, and he comes in and like and Ray Darcy's like, "Look, we have we have met before, haven't we?" And he's you can see Donald's like physically burning, like he's yeah, like, "Do yeah. not mention it, right?" And this is when he's like already est- established celebrity yeah. chef, right? And they show the clip and he's like, and it's so true. He says, like, so at the end of the performance, like he like throws it, like punches the air and like as if he'd won it. And he hasn't hit a single note for the entire performance. And he says in the interview at Ray Darcy, he's like, I came off there fully convinced I'd won. <laughs> and then the, the first thing they said to me was like, I didn't hit a single note. And he was like, they were so right. He was like, I didn't hit a single note. And like, he didn't even lose to Dustin. He came fifth of six oh, that year. Jesus. Now, the man came back. Here, look. He's made, you know what I mean? He's made he's richer himself, than us all. But he's absolutely not a singer. I'm going to leave a clip to that in the show notes as well. Because I could, the it's song, in the playlist, I, I can look, <laughs> it's in the playlist. Don't bother, just look at the playlist. I like, I, the, and when I see the image, I'm like, oh yeah, but I still can't like hear the song in my head. I can't wait to listen back to that. It's, That's so it's, funny. It's, but you know what? It's not. It's not even a bad song. Like that's the thing. We're not bad at the songs. Yeah. It's just we're not very good at it's executing who, it's them. It's the vehicles of the songs. Yeah. You think? Yeah. And it's it's the ex, the execution. Yeah. It's the production. Okay. The, our production value is poor. Minimal. Yeah. Minimalistic um, vibes. Dustin goes off. We go off, lick our wounds, yeah, humiliated then, that we didn't even qualify, yeah, thinking so, we did it right and we yeah. didn't. What happens next? Yeah. And then, apart from Jedward, 
coming eighth in 2011. We don't really do much better than that at all. What do you think of what do you think of the Jedward entries? Um, I appreciate them. Okay, right. <laughs> Very diplomatic I mean, answer. <laughs> I mean, look, right. Again, look, you like a load the Eurovision, you like a load Jedward. Yeah. I think they, the first year they went, they were brilliant. Yeah. Okay. I think they should have left it at that. I actually Waterline is a better song, but it just shouldn't have been it, them again. It's just it was too much too soon. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And like like that, if you're going to do something, do it properly, right? Like the first year, it was fresh. They were just off the back of X Factor and uh, people the people liked them. And like, I think uh, it was just gimmicky enough without going as far as like dust and Exactly. End. So there was enough gimmick for them to do well. But also they had a huge fan base. People in the UK you know, knew them as well. They knew them. Separately. But also at that time, you remember now the powerhouse that X Factor was and everyone... Like, you know, YouTube was a thing. Like, everyone watched it. But, like, people all over Europe watched The X Factor in the mm. UK because it was the first one. And it was, like, see, seen at the time as, like, the premier one. So everyone's, everyone knew who they were. So they had a fan base already. The song was good. It was catchy. You know what I mean? Their dance moves were slick. Their costumes were good. They came back with Waterline the next year. And, like, had they done it properly I felt like it would have been great but they brought up this like piss poor effort of like a fountain mm. on the stage and like you have like pyrotechnics everywhere and like you've this that and the other and then you have like basically a shower yeah. and you're putting them into it like I want more I want like storm <laughs> I want them drowning Trimalgan. I yeah. want them struggling for air <laughs> in a pool do you know what I mean and then I'm like vote for them do you know what I mean and they would have survived they'll survive anything generally. <laughs> do you know what I mean in fairness and they're, God love them they're still rooting to go back again oh yeah. I mean, go on, go for it. Like, if I could, I can't tell Donna to go for it, not Jedward. I'm, well, Donna never, well, no, Jedward went twice before. Yeah. They've had a shot. They've like. had a shot. They went as much. Ma- Leave them off singing in as, as many times as any, any other Irish artist, like. Yeah. Like, we had Linda Martin go twice. Yeah. But, like, you see, she won the second time, whereas Jedward did worse the second time. Yeah, like, but who was your one in Germany? Satellite. Lena. She won, and they sent her back they the next year then, the next but it year, didn't really. Yeah, and, like, she didn't do well again. Like the first song was obviously better. The second one was called Taken by a Stranger. Yeah. And it wasn't as good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think it's, it's, it's a risky strategy to send someone who was there before because it's like there's nothing. You kind of know them and you have an idea of them and if they don't do, if they do the exact same thing, it's like whether they're just doing the exact same thing or if they do something really different, it's like, whoa. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm like, leave what's good alone. If it's not fixed, don't break it. Yeah. It's the same with Eurovision. And like you've seen like, like, look, it has given us so many bangers, first of all, bops, bangers, beats, right, that have gone down in history and it's a massive platform for artists. Like you've got the likes of, and people don't know this, like Cliff Richard, congratulations. Yeah. That's your vision song. You've Celine Dion coming off off your vision, okay? You've got like, obviously Johnny Logan, Linda Martin and like, okay, Linda Martin isn't a global superstar by any feat, but <laughs> she's, given us, she's given us some iconic moments in the past. Need I say her um, get lucky performance on the Brendan Gunner show? Is that a new playlist? That 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 isn't yet. Will you better add it? Because I need to add it to the is, show notes. There is one. There is. I did include um, at one of the Orosong finals. It was the year that Jedward were singing. Mm. I think it was 2012, the second year, and she was seen as mentoring them. Okay, yeah. she was behind the whole Jedward thing, and um, the lead singer of Aslan is in the audience. I can't remember his Christy name. Christy Degdam. Yeah, right. And they go absolutely apeshit at each other. Yes, sorry, I remember this. she's a sad little yeah. man and he scream at her and she gets out of her seat and she's like, there's nothing short of fisticuffs. And I'm like, this is the quality TV. This is Irish TV now, like, do you it's know what I mean? So this is what you want. So that is in the playlist. So okay. you have that one. Okay, and I'll get, I'll get get lucky in there. Okay, do you I know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, you have to. Of course, I will. What What's your fave of our? Okay, I'll, let's start with the negative okay. first, and then go on to the positive. What would you say is like our worst effort ever, and what is your like fave, like the th- the best we did, or the one you love the most? So I've got a few favorites like that. Like as a fan, I do li- I do like a lot of the songs that did fail for us. Yeah. Um, in terms of the one that I think. I think Dervish is probably my least favourite. Understandable. Right? I appreciate it's a dirt. it. Right? Like, it it's was too just, Irish. It's, it's Irish too, in the fucking, I don't know what it's, the it's expression is. It's an unattractive is. Irish. Yeah. It's too diddly Irish. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, we could do Irish and we could do it well. Um, but that was just like, it reminds me of, you know what, you know, when your mum's after a few too many drinks at a family <laughs> funeral. And like, it, like, 
it's suddenly, and someone's shit, suddenly yeah. it's gone from like being a sad event to like like mourning into like let's celebrate their life and sing about the spring <laughs> do you know what I mean and how like you know whatever but they had that was an interesting year that year as well though because it was they were going but we were voting for the song wasn't it they weren't up against different acts I think it was all different songs for Dervish yeah I'm I 90% sure because uh, yeah. one of the other songs was yeah, it was like right. made the road I was yeah. rise up to meet you I'm doing it way more pop there delivery yeah. I will say but it was right. it was more upbeat yeah, and I remember I wanted that one and I didn't win yeah. I was no, raging see this is the thing like um, so we're to like, you can't blame Dervish like, they're a tam- talented band too like you know what I mean I know but are they your vision no, no. but then that, again that's no. not their fault someone and was like do you want to do this and again obviously of course they're going to because it's your vision it's yeah. this institution and like, to say you represent exa- your country etc etc et et like, like we've rarely sent a bad song okay um, but also, is it Eurovision? Like, and I'm not, I don't want to read an artist, but like, we've tried to send an established artist before. Mm-hmm. Need I mention Nikki Byrne? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that song was not good. That now, song was not now, good. I'm not going to stand here and read Nikki Byrne in front of you, <laughs> right? But like, it was just an awful song. Do you but know again, what I, mean? I think that we always fall flat on like, the artist might be right, but the song isn't. Yeah, or see, like we never get so, both like, right. You know what I mean? Or but like, look, let's be honest here. Was Nikki the singer in Westlife? Well, no, that's the point as well. And either like, was like, Shane not looking for a gig? <laughs> could we not have sent him? <laughs> like he could have done with the money. Yeah, it's yeah. I would. I don't know. Was it just that he was literally around RT at the time? See, Do you know what I mean? Now, um, if you're going to if you're going to ask me for three letters that are to blame for the our trajectory, okay, it could be RT, but I'm not going to say it is. <laughs> I'm not going to split, like, I'm not going to call RT. They're not in the room with us. You can say whatever you want. It could be RT's fault. But I think it goes back to that theory you have of losing the Crawford and not having Mm. the ambition or the want to do well. What what I feel, right, is it's become a tick the box exercise. Yeah. Right. And what what RT have a duty to do as our national broadcaster is see it as an opportunity to showcase Irish talent. Like, we have so much of it like in fairness like if you listen to the radio right okay I don't think there's enough airtime for Irish artists first of all but that's a different argument right but when we do it is very good right Mm -hmm. and we we have established artists we have plenty who are willing to go and represent our country we've got loads of songwriters there's no harm in getting help from other countries for that Mm. do you know what I mean and we have done in the past um so we have all of the tools. It's about putting them together properly now, you know, and investing in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not only money, because it doesn't have to be huge money, but the time and the energy. Yeah. Do you know? Rather than it being a tick the box exercise, getting the same, look, something's not working. Yeah. So something should be changed. I always say, right? Now, now <laughs> this is what, like, it's ob- obviously, as you can tell from my passion, yeah. my passionate speaking here, yeah. it's my World Cup. It's my Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? I can see now why... People love sport, yeah. right? Because I invest all this time into speaking about your vision or whatever. But if Jose Mourinho or whatever his name is in the lads <laughs> didn't do their job properly, they'd be sacked. Yeah, they'd be sacked if they didn't win the whatever it was. They'd be they'd be told to jog on, and someone else would be brought in. That doesn't happen in your vision. Maybe if it did, now I'm not calling for anyone sacking, <laughs> right? But you know what I mean? We just need to inject a bit of life into it and have people that are, like, are the people that are involved in it doing it because they need to or are they doing it because they actually want to? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How do you think the selection process should be changed, if at all? I think... Well, like, I I love the idea of, of... the public having a, a vote in it. Yeah. Right? Oh, I think that is... Like, if you, if you look at... We ha- I think we have to have some totally. say because otherwise it's four lads in a room. You yeah, know what exactly, I mean? Because it, right? it always is like... It does, but it could be a separate... Pra- it doesn't have to be a, a, a Late Late special. Yeah. The people who watch the Late Late show are not the people who are going to be voting for a song that's going to represent our country properly in Europe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Think of the demographic that are watching the Late Late show. Like, no offence, but like... In comparison to the demographic that watch Eurovision. Or in, in comparison to the, the people that would like even listen to radio or like if it was done through the means of Spotify release the songs on Spotify what gets the most listens yeah these kind of things like we've used an international jury in our selection process before so just let it play on spot, on on a, on a platform like that you know what I mean mm. you can do that if you look at like Sweden who are like the top dogs at the moment like let's not let's not lie if right? they win again they'll tie us for wins exactly and they're consecutively doing well like they're always if not top five top eight like they're 
they're brilliant. They invest so much time and energy. Their selection process is like a show X Factor style. And it stems over weeks, like 12 weeks, it's called Melfest. And like you've had like Euphoria, for example, right? Which I will say is one of my all-time favourite Eurovision songs of all time. You go to a gay bar and you put your euphoria on and you find me anyone left in the smoking area. Like, <laughs> it, if you can clear a smoking area in a gay bar, you're a on to a winner. Well then, why, that should be the selection process then. Play but, all the songs in the George. Can't how many people come back this, in the smoking area. This is area. the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. Do you know what I mean? How many people will toss their cigarette and get in or put their vapes in the bin? Who else did they send a few years ago to Sweden that I loved? He was a young fella. Eric... Yes. Eric Sade, I love uh, him. Yeah, he's brilliant. The song was a bit average, but I loved him. And a lot of these artists in Sweden will come back and try again. Like, like Laureen, who's... Who she sang, came back and did something else. She came back and tried again. Like, she wasn't as successful. Yeah. But like, she has come back because it's not seen as... The standard is so high in Melfest that for you to not win is not seen as like a fail. It's seen as like, okay, you just weren't as good as the best song. And like, it's a huge platform. Mm. But like, not only should it be like a platform for us to select a Eurovision song, give artists their chance to like rep, like to show, showcase themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like pick five artists that don't have a record deal. Do you know what I mean? There's loads of them gigging around Dublin, Cork and Galway that, that could come in and, and could do really well at Eurovision. Like, you know what I mean? So it's about that too and it's not about favours. Do you know what I mean? It's I, I think it's it should be an opportunity to like, and we had that with Brooke this year, yeah. I think. Do you know what I mean? And like what I loved about Brooke is she took she very much took I think anyway from what I could see don't know her never met her seen her perform brilliant right <clears throat> but from watching on the outskirts like she's a grafter she went to Europe she did all the press trips she did all the pre um, Eurovision parties she was in Amsterdam they do a big one in London she did all of those she went over she spoke to people she was down on the ground she was putting in the graft and the production changed so you can see that she took ownership over the performance because the one in, at the late late I'm not going to say it was her idea. I don't know if it was or not. But like they had her in pyjamas and pigtails. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then fast forward to her first rehearsal and it starts teetering through via like, you know, um, vlogs and blogs and like uh, people who are, who, are, who are over on the ground that like it's a completely different performance, right? And it is. Like she comes out, she's wearing this gorgeous outfit. She looks sexy. Her vocals are insane. There's a massive production. They've, they've loads of pyro and it's brilliant, right? Yeah. And okay, she didn't qualify, but like she is seen as one of those ones that slipped through the net this year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Europeans loved her. Yeah, it was one of the things that I, because I didn't, I didn't watch this. I'm kind of really mm. out of the loop on Eurovision um, in terms of actually watching and participating. But the one thing that I noticed about her and about this entry was she was everywhere. Like the visibility was there, which I don't think I've seen from. No, you see, because she went over and she really years. wanted it. Like she wanted it to do well. I think some people see it as a party, right? Which I understand totally. Do you know what I mean? Because you're getting this huge opportunity to go over. And if you're an established artist and you've got nothing to lose, then why would you and bother? And you're probably already being paid. Do you know what I mean? Why would you bother? Like I suppose someone like Brooke, who is now relatively doing well off the back of it, yeah. <clears throat> she sees it as an opportunity too. And she's like, I'm not going to waste this opportunity to break Europe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's what we need. We need like, you know, that like aspiration to like succeed. She was brilliant. And like, like I wouldn't look at her, even though we didn't qualify, I wouldn't look at her as a flop at all because actually I'm still listening to the song. Like my housemates and I will live in a, in a very gay household. So there's four of us, four gay men. And um, we like the song's all, someone's always humming it still. You know what I mean? Six months later. So like, that's what you want from a Eurovision song and it doesn't have to do in instantly well. Do you know what I mean? It's what happens off the back of it I think is very important. Like if you look at it now, like um, people will be like, oh yeah, like it's, you know, like get rid of it. Like it's not, it's not like worth it and this, that and the other. It's, ridiculous how successful these artists are becoming off the back of it mm. now. Like Maniskin who won for Italy there two years ago. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they, They're everywhere. Everywhere. And like they entered the Billboard Hot 100 yeah. with that song. Yeah. You know, there was an artist this year, uh, um, what was her name again? Um, she, it broke on TikTok so the song it was like months later I know oh it's snapping one, one two yeah. I fucking Snap hate that song I'm going to be honest now, it's oversaturated me it's yeah. in my ears the whole time I can't remember what country it was but um, 
that also entered the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like these artists are doing really well. She came 20th in the final. That's so funny. And then it wasn't way ages that. afterwards that TikTok took the song. Blew it up, yeah, yeah. Blew it up. And now this girl is like, it's the second most successful song. It actually, actually read somewhere that it entered national charts more times than the winner this year. Do you know what I mean? So so it's doing it's doing better than than the Ukraine song is doing. It was the same with that other one, um Arcade. Did I didn't know yeah. there was the Eurovision song yeah. until because again said I was out of the loop. I yeah. just thought it was something from TikTok, yeah. whatever, and then I was like, Oh no, that's the yeah, Eurovision that song. One, 20, 2019. And then and then I think it was twenty twenty, obviously we didn't have have um, a lockdown and then so D- Duncan Lawrence came back the following year to perform and then suddenly there was a resurgence in the song again two years later yeah. and then TikTok had become a big thing over lockdown so in 2019 TikTok wasn't even really a thing Yeah, was it even a, was it even out I don't even know if it was it probably was but we <coughs> were was, but no definitely one knew not what it was. the children were and using then, it and getting exactly, all the followers and then it, it blows up on TikTok two years later so mm. that's the power of first of all social media and how it's linked as well yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. if you look at like the UK this year who have a track record that's practically worse than ours. Shite, like. Shit. Like, terrible. Like, actually, but the I only... I didn't realise, so they've won five times. They finished as runner-up uh, 16 times. Yeah. Which is, like, a re- the yeah, record. Yeah, it is, like, it is. But which like, is better than I thought, but they've also sent some fucking clangers. But you could also say that was back in the day yeah. when we were doing well, too. There was less countries involved. They were singing English, yeah. more people knew it. Yeah, yeah, Right? But, like, they've done really bad in the last 20 years, too. Like, they've come last loads of times as well. They're always automatically in the final, so they're always going to be in the final because they're one of the big, the bigger countries yeah, that pay. The big five, um, but they haven't done very well either. Do you know what I mean? They tried the gimmick thing. Do you remember Scooch? Of course, Flying I remember Scooch. No, another favorite We're of mine. Yeah, and like flag. all these, they had these like sexual innuendos that like just didn't land, but like yeah. brilliant, love it. They that was the, that was our Dustin, right? What do you think of Sam Ryder then, who's obviously kind of done the best for them in the most recent... Like, like as I said, I did, haven't watched, but wherever I was, I was away with Kian or something and I was watching it on the phone and like refreshing on yeah. Twitter and I was like, Kian, do you care going to fucking win? Yeah. Like, I can't... I, I was like, do you care going to win? What so, the fuck? Whatever. And then obviously they didn't, thank God. But of like... Of course. Like, I do don't you, know. Do what? The, I, I don't want to read anyone here either, yeah. but I'm still a bit like... The UK's like track record and like their relationship with Eurovision is as tumultuous as ours yeah. is. They've tried the selection process. They've tried sending like established artists like Blue uh, uh, and, and and all that kind of thing. Like oh we had, my they God, had I forgot Benedict Blue. Cum- what the hell? Ben- what is his name? In- Ingelbert Humperdinck. Oh yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. But anyway, no. <laughs> um, they had uh, Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Only a couple of years ago. Jade from the Sugar Babes. Jade from the Sugar Babes. Jade Ewan. Yeah. And Andrew Lloyd Webber was on the stage that year. Actually, <laughs> you know what? I haven't included that in. in <laughs> I haven't included that one in the playlist, but I'm putting it in because she gets bait with a violin. Do you see her? She's walking down. Yeah, and she gets okay, bait. Put that in the playlist. And then yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago, they had Suri, and she had a great song, could have done really well, but they had a stage invasion. He grabbed the microphone. Yeah. And then she was too shook to go back on. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> like, that's the shit I want to see. Oh. Do you know what I mean? And, like, that's why I love it because you don't know what's going to happen. But Sam Ryder. First of all, what I will say is they did it right, didn't they? Yeah. Right? They were like, right. He was everywhere as well. He, like, was, I, everywhere. he was everywhere. People knew who he was already, but he wasn't an established artist as such because not everyone knew who he was. He wasn't really on radio. He was a TikTok star. Yeah. Right? He blew up over lockdown. Loads of people were listening to him. He had loads of subscribers. He had a fan base. So let's get him on, right? They gave him a song, not my type of song. Yeah. I didn't personally see the hype about it. I get why it placed higher and did better than their previous attempts. However, I just thought it was a bit naff. So did I. Mean? I? He was singing, like, okay, like, I get it. It was giving John Lewis ad, Christmas ad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I was just like, it's a bit cheesy And now he's me. touring off the back of it, which is, like, incredible, but... Like, good for you, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I hope that, like, obviously this year it's in Liverpool now. Yeah. Um, Are you going to go? With... Bells on, right? <laughs> With bells on. Now, I, I was convinced it was going to be Glasgow, right? right. So, now, I'm, like, I'm going, there'll be a load of us going, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, I haven't told anyone this. Okay. So, here we go. <laughs> um, I, originally, I actually had accommodation booked in Glasgow. Like, okay. free cancellation accommodation. Right. But, because I was so convinced it was going to be there. Yeah. Then it didn't happen. So, then I hopped on the Liverpool bus, but, like, everything was sold out. So, I actually have a house booked in Manchester. <laughs> So my plan is to fly over to Manchester on the Friday. Okay. Do Manchester bits on the Friday night yeah. and then 
train it to Liverpool on the Saturday. You cannot get accommodation currently. Now there's talks of them bringing in cruise ships and stuff, which I'll totally get aboard. Yeah. No pun intended. You need to be locked up. Yeah, Sorry, that one jail time down. for that. Yeah, yeah. I have that one written down. <laughs> but uh, I've never been and I'm dying to go. I was going to go in... I'd planned to go in 2018 or I actually ended up going to Australia instead. Um, and then, I, then my, a friend of mine lived in the Netherlands and she was like, come over. She was like, when, when the Netherlands won, she's like, I'll get tickets and work. Let's go. So I actually had tickets this time. Yeah. Fucking lockdown. Aww. So I didn't get to go that year. And then um, it was so uncertain last year and whatever. So I just didn't, yeah. whatever. So um, I'm definitely going this year. I w- probably won't get tickets. It's impossible to get tickets and they're so expensive. But like they've got this huge Eurovision village outside with big screens. Oh, and sure, even just be able to watch it there. The crack. Oh. the crack will be 90 like. Gay so Christmas. Good. Gay Christmas Absolutely. indeed. What a buzz. Yeah, so. Podrick, it's been a pleasure. Where where can people fi- find you? Well, Should they want to seek you out, find out more, well, listen to you? Well, usually I'm just floating around. <laughs> You'll always find me floating somewhere. But you can get me on Instagram. Look, so I, my Instagram's on private, but only for uh, professional reasons. But anyone can come and follow me and have the crack there. So it's professional Podrick, girls. Like, absolutely. Podrick underscore WMC and also same on Twitter. And TikTok too, also on private, but I'll let you in. There you go. Hey. More than welcome. And Coming you are going to come back and you're going to talk about something else. And something else Irish, which well, I'm excited about. To, Don't say what it is. No, I, I won't. It was trying to narrow down the flaps. I know. Well, I hope there's 10 seasons because I'm coming on every one of them. No. That's that. Sign the dotted line, guys. <laughs> Podrick, thank you so much Thanks for joining for me on Top Culture. Pleasure. Now, obviously, we recorded that episode a little while ago. There's a lot of references to Brooke and everything else. We recorded that well before we knew how this year was kind of going to go for us and in general for the entrance this year. So Podrick very kindly rejoined me directly after the first semi-final this year in which Wild Youth represented us and performed We Are One. But unfortunately, they did not succeed in getting through to the final. So to kind of analyse it and tease it out, Podrick joined me in my house. Here's the full debrief afterwards. Podrick, a pleasure to have you back. Babe, pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Sorry. Pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Speaking of pleasure. <clears throat> oh Babe, my what God. Okay. We've shared such a moment, haven't we? I wouldn't just watch Eurovision with anyone. I'm, and I'm so privileged that you came back to watch with me and to give this update because obviously when we recorded this episode, cracker of an episode, everyone's just listened to it, they're enthralled, they were amazed. <laughs> Thanks babe, I know. Um, but we obviously recorded it a bit in advance and then when we were coming up to it, I was like, it'd be great to get you in and to actually, you know, talk a bit about this year's entries and I suppose our entry because we've just watched the first semi-final, mm-hmm. the one that Ireland was in and we didn't qualify. Wild Youth, whatever that song is called, We Are One. What happened? What went wrong, in your opinion? Well, like, first of all, what I will say is, from the offset, I kind of felt like I knew that we weren't going to get through. It was a very generic song, as songs go, right? And, look, the fandom were fandoming, right? We were analysing for months now, right? And even before we knew the songs, the the draw for the Eurovision semi-finals was released or it was done and like there was some strong contenders like Sweden always rock it out so do Norway so do Finland so do Israel and they all did this year they have really strong songs so we were already in a bit of a bloodbath of a semi-final anyway we were going to have to go above and beyond and we never go above or beyond <laughs> we have yet to go above we have yet to hit surface level <laughs> Which like which is difficult because like I like I've met Wild Youth before, I've interviewed them. I actually think they've had some they've some cracking songs in their back catalogue. It's a shame. This doesn't personally doesn't do for me. And I think they did the best with what they could yeah. in terms of performance. But then you watch other countries, you watch someone like Finland, or you watch someone like Sweden and Loreen, and I just feel like the production, we're, no, we're nowhere near on that level and we're nowhere near contemporary enough. So what what do we need to do going forward then? Well, first of all, I think what we should say is, and I agree with you, like they are a brilliant band, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got some brilliant music and, and it's just a shame that they went with this song. Like, the song was not right at all. It is a nice song for Irish radio play, it's not one of their best songs. I think ev- I think they will even admit that, right? So I don't know why anyone thought it was going to be a, a good idea to put it on for Eurovision. I think basically 
they registered their interest that they wanted to do it and then it was just ran with and in the process we for, well whoever was involved forgot that it's primarily a song contest right yeah do you think it was just because because they are a name and it wasn't like obviously I don't know because Brooke was a relative newcomer but they were like okay Wild Youth there's a massive audience there a massive youth audience we'll just go with that but then if you compare to like the UK now again we're recording in advance we have no idea how the UK are going to do and Mae Muller okay she's not a I don't think she's a mega household name in the same way that it's hard to compare because obviously I think Wild Youth would be known here but it's a smaller country etc but like it, is it is May, May is my favourite song? No, but it does work and it is contemporary and it is like, it's kind of stuck in my it's head in a way that's good. It's elevated is the word. It's completely yeah. elevated. And if you look at any of those songs, right, it's, first of all, the song is brilliant. They all hook you in, like Sweden, Finland, even, whether you love it or hate it. I love it's, Finland, I have to And Israel the same, right? They're all completely elevated. They've got full-scale production. Like, they're dance, there's a bop, you can see yourself dancing to it. We didn't have any of that. We had a little golden uh, stairs. Do you know what I mean? And that's as far as it went. It was just completely lacklustre. For a song like an average song that would do in an Irish radio play it's going to have to give production and we get, we didn't give production what I will say in the defence of Wild Youth is um, I was a skept- like the whole way through I was kind of like are they even going to be able to sing the song but when, when we watched it tonight you, I think you'll agree with me they sang it really well yeah. they sang the song really well like their performance was not bad yeah. the song is just the song is a bit shit. The song is a song. The, the song, song is, is the song is the song is a song. The song is like you know it's like the la- it was it, it feels like you know when you were in college and you were doing an assignment and you're like okay at this fucking point I'm gonna submit whatever I can now just to tick the box and it's done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's what it felt like. It felt like we had a really good act, but we left the song go. Yeah. You, you can't that they can't be. You have to have both mm. and then some as well. Yeah. As I as I've said like already three times, we're recording in advance. We're recording ahead of the second semi final yeah. and ultimately the final. But yeah. you have been in the trenches with this. You know yeah. exactly what's going yeah. on. So You've given much. some of your own predictions. But if you were to call it now, who would be kind of your top three? Do you we're, think we're going to see a massive battle between Finland and Sweden for the for the win? Right, and all week what we've been seeing in the bookies is like it's been swapping, it's been swapping back and forth. And since the rehearsals, when like you know they've been letting people into it, into the arena to see those rehearsals, because there's a couple of shows before. There's like a jewelry show, there's a dress rehearsal, there's a family show that people could go and see. They've performed this three or four times now, which means that thousands of people have been in the arena, so mm. people have seen it. And Finland are coming out like almost. They were favourite of tonight's semi final, mm. but Lorena is still one of the favourites to win. I think Lorreen will win because she's going to suit more people. Um, she's going to be a hit with the jury and the televoters. I think Finland could beat her in the televotes. Okay. So I think it'll be down to the juries and how they decide. Okay. And, and something... I, I, look, look. I don't claim to be a huge expert. I am a fan. Do you know what I mean? And I do... I love the statistics. I love the analytics. I love analysing it. And as you said, I've been in the trenches. I've been through it all over the last couple of weeks. Like, I'm hooked. Um... But I, I think that Finland's going to be the fans' favourite and I think the jury... It's going to be a, ba- a battle and it's going to be the juries that decide. Okay. But Interesting. We, we have to wait and see. If I was to call it, I would say Sweden, Finland. I want to say Israel for number three, but I actually think France are going to pull through a number three. Okay. Yeah. The French one is very good. They, the French always almost do really well mm. do you know what I mean and they've the last couple of years they've been really pulling it out their song's really strong this year it's like a ballad meets a bit of a bop mm-hmm. and she's a brilliant performer she's just standing on this like elevated like height platform but it's brilliant so I think that she'll do quite well um, I think I think the UK will do quite well I'm going to say top 10 for them not as well as they were hoping um, and I think that Austria and Norway are ones to watch as well Interesting. We will have to wait and see. We will wait and see, babe. Um, but we might actually see you on the telly because you're heading over yourself I to know. see the final. I know. Well, I won't be in the arena because no one will give me a ticket. Oh, sorry. I forgot that. But that's why um, you're I, here to pull. I'm like, babe, I've been pulling it out of everywhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If there's anyone who I think has a bit of pull, I've been pulling it out of them. But uh, Linda Martin, 
gave me that one. But anyway, um, so yeah, I won't be there, but I'm going to be in the Eurovision Village, which I hear is great crack anyway. And I've never been even in the same country at the same time as Eurovision, so mm. I'm absolutely buzzing. And I think the crack is going to be out, out in the crowds anyway. Mm. So I'm going to be over there. Keep your eyes peeled. You never know where I'm going to show up. That's it. Stage, like, stage invasion. <laughs> Boogeyman. Yeah. Boogeyman vibes. <laughs> Um, before I let you go and before I let you get your flight away to yeah. Liverpool and everything else uh, the last time you were on you said you had nothing to plug and then was it four weeks later launched your own podcast? I, I, but, I, but I genuinely didn't mm. Vanula thinks mm. that I had it in my back pocket right? I think you did It's not the case babe It isn't I just the, the last time I when we recorded the first what we just listened to yeah. um, it was way back when before I even decided that I was going to do my own pod and um, you just oh, you, it was your influence babe I left that studio and I was saying do you know what mother was mothering mother mothered <laughs> mother mother gave birth in fact the voice note is partly yours <gasps> It's part down to you, babe. Oh, my God. You're my influence. You're my inspiration. I have an illegitimate child. Yeah. yeah. And how lucky you were. I'm so lucky. Because <laughs> so, it is, it gives me joy every episode. The oh, Linda Martin episode babe. that you just plugged. Thanks, son. Incredible. I appreciate it. Do you know what? It's been a, a, such a ball. It's been such a laugh. I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. A must listen for any flat culture fans. I know you love it. It's a voice note. Get it wherever you get podcasts. So sweet. This is not the end of you by any means. You are going to be back 100%. That sounded like a threatening sentence, actually. I was like, am I representing Ireland in Eurovision next year? Pitch it. Pitch it. Manifest. Honestly, I could probably do a better job. Manifest. I think so. I think so. Um, We'll have you back. I can't wait to chat again. But until then. Of course. Anytime you want me now, you know where I am. Well, you're calling me all the time anyway, so it doesn't matter. You know where I am as well yeah, as you're I, in my house yeah, right now. Yeah, that is going to be the, the rock you perish on. Yeah, dangerous. 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 Padraig, a pleasure to have you pleasure once again. Oh, my, my doll. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Such a pleasure to have Padraig on. Huge thanks to him again. Uh, you can find him online everywhere at Padraig underscore WMC. I'll leave all his links below. And the voice note is everywhere you get podcasts. He's a scream. I'm so grateful to have him in my life. And the voice note is a must to listen, especially the Linda Martin episode. And if you're kind of swatting up ahead of the Origin final, because obviously this is coming out a little bit in advance of this year's final, Padraig has all the tips and all the people you want to be watching out for it this year. Finally, who is top of the flops this week? You're a flop. Top of the flops this week, two-pronged. I love a two-pronged flop. Tom Cruise and whoever Tom Cruise's sources are, right? So himself and Shakira were spotted hanging out at the Miami Grand Prix this week. And a lot of, you know, the internet's a buzz. They're two very famous people. Shakira's obviously just out of a relationship with Gerard Piquet. And that seems to have been pretty acrimonious. I don't know if you've heard the the clapback kind of rap about him allegedly cheating maybe. And he is a younger girl and etc, etc. Everything else, she has not been mincing her words to say the least. And then Tom Cruise is obviously Tom Cruise, my favourite cult, weirdo, famous person. Don't really endorse anything around that, but like ultimately a very fascinating figure in the world of celebrity, right? Been single for a while, was apparently with Hayley Atwell, his Mission Impossible GF for a while. I don't think that was true. I think that was just something to keep people kind of talking and maybe not talking about other things. But anyway, they were spotted hanging out, you know, chit-chatting, shooting the breeze. I don't know what you talk about if you're Shakira and Tom Cruise. I can't even actually think about that either. But now, uh, apparently he's extremely interested. That's the quote that the source is giving to page six. Extremely interested in Shakira. Uh, Extremely interested in pursuing her. There is chemistry. Shakira needs a soft pillow to fall on. And that could be Tom. Says the source. Says he's a nice looking guy and he is talented and she isn't taller than him. Which is, if you're Tom Cruise's friend, right? If I'm Tom Cruise and I'm like, okay, I want to get up on Shakira. You need, ring page six now. Here's their number. Ring them, text them, WhatsApp them, whatever. Send them a voice note and say, look, I've got the tea. He's so interested. I'm so interested, blah, blah, blah. Let's get the feelers out there. Be my source. It, and if I and then my friend rang them and was like, yeah, and do you know what? Do you know what? It it'd be perfect because 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 
she's not over five foot five. I would be a bit, I'd be a bit fuming girls. I'm not going to lie. I would be a bit, I'd be a bit cross. I'd be kind of like, I don't actually think that was in the messaging that I was putting across. That wasn't what I wanted to get across. All I wanted was me, Shakira, kiss, kiss, please. Nothing about my height. Nothing about how I look. Nothing about the platform shoes I wear. Okay. If we can just keep it to the subject at hand, that would be great. But also, like, we we can all be extremely interested in pursuing things. You know what I mean? I'm extremely interested in pursuing a life in which I don't have to work ever again. You know what I mean? I'm extremely interested in pursuing Kieran Culkin. We can all be extremely interested in things, Tom. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Apparently, he's sending her flowers and everything. I, Shakira girl, you're in danger. You just, you need to... Whatever chit-chats you were have, having, great to be cordial, great to be nice, you know, whatever. If he's contacting you, whatever number he's contacting you on, or like if it's semaphore with the flags or like smoke signals, if it's possible to block someone through the medium of sending smoke signals or semaphore, you need to do that because this is not, that's not a game you want to get into. Especially when she's coming out of kind of a flop era, with the tax thing, I don't fully understand that. Whatever, pay taxes, you're rich, do that, right? She kind of came out of that and distracted away from all of that by basically being like, Gerard PK, men are trash, am I right, girls? Lol, whoop, whoop. And everyone was like, yes, yeah, like, you're coming out of the flap era. Don't get into another one by messing with this, with this voodoo, voodoo, I don't know, not good. Not good. Flop behavior, Tom Cruise, to get your friend to ring up flat behaviour from your friend to kind of drag you in the same breath um, and just flat behaviour to be this keen, this publicly. Do you know? It's giving love bombing. It's giving... It's giving... What is it giving? It's giving too much, babe. It's giving too much. Don't go to the press. Do, yeah, it's giving too much. Anyway, I'm extremely interested in pursuing the end of this podcast. So with that, thank you so much for listening. Once again, if you could please rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts, it helps people find the show. And if you do, I'll actually recommend a bop or flop to you. All you have to do is leave your nickname in the review and I'll mention it here at the end of next week's episode. And you can also leave a five star review on Spotify. Thank you for all the new reviews uh, in the last few weeks. I know a lot of new people here from Sophie White's episode. The, the Simple Life I hope you went back into the back catalogue maybe found a new fave of yours a new favourite flop we love to see it as always this podcast has been edited by Adam Shanahan until next time bye bye